Hello, this is probably won't be a very long one. I've had a pretty long day and I've got a kind of a migraine. But I, uh, so I, I spoke to Vox today. I was on the phone with him a little bit. And, um, you know, we talked about a number of things, but um, as a result of that, I also uh, saw on his, on his blog that he had um, the new um, medieval history, the second um, medieval history video. And it's a kill shot. You know, in my last couple of videos, I've uh, sort of explained why, you know, Protestantism is just retarded. Um, we, you know, it, it literally a 10 year old can figure it out. Um, but the, um, the second in the series of the medieval history uh, documentaries is an absolute kill shot to Protestantism. I mean, basically what it boils down to is the Protestants were the SJW of the 16th century. Um, you know, they, they went about tearing down statues and rewriting stuff. And well, as we all know, ripping bits out of the Bible, no, as all the non-Protestants know anyway, you know, you've got this whole Sola Scriptura, which is complete nonsense, only scripture, right? That's what Sola Scriptura is. It's Latin for only scripture. So only the Bible counts. So what's the first thing you do? Change the Bible, you know, <laughs> and it's, it's beautiful because um, the lecturer, the lady that's, that does the presents it is a professor of uh, medieval history and uh, she gives you right down to the details. So what the Protestants did is they basically ripped out these books uh, from the Bible saying that, oh no, they were like, you know, Greek translations of original Hebrew texts. We're going back to the original Hebrew texts. So they went and got Hebrew texts, except the Hebrew texts they got were like from the 800 AD. You know, while the original Greek texts were like from, you know, whatever, 150 or 280. So, <laughs> and the Greek translations of the Hebrew texts were a lot closer to um, the original Hebrew texts than, than uh, the ones that the Protestants used. Because as you might know, you know, the Jews are not fans of Jesus. So in the intervening 500 or 600 years, they kind of tried to edit him out as much as possible. And really interesting things like the, they, the way that Mary was, was viewed and is viewed by the Catholics in terms of the compassion and the fact that she was Jesus's mother and that you should have respect for that and so on. You know, the Protestants are fond of saying that the Catholics worship Mary and they call her Queen of Heaven and therefore make her above Jesus. And it's all nonsense. She may well be called the Queen of Heaven, but that's just because she was the mother of Jesus. It is actually spelt out in uh, various papal encyclicals that in no way is Mary superior to Jesus. But, you know, she is the mother of Jesus. So why wouldn't you pay respects to that? And, you know, it's quite clear that Luther has some pretty heavy mummy issues. Uh, wanted to bang a nun, you know, he obviously had a problem with Mary. You know, it's, it's the Protestants that have such a vicious, almost hatred of Mary. It's quite interesting. It's like, why would you like feel so virulently against the mother of God? In essence, you know, she, she did give birth to Jesus. So Jesus is God. So, you know, 
she was the human vessel that was picked to, to have him. Why would you be disrespectful to her? Interesting, isn't it? Especially when you consider it in the light of the uh, Protestant puritanical streak, you know. Uh, very interesting. But yeah, so kill shot on dialectic as well as rhetoric on, on that on that medieval uh, and it's fascinating so you know if you can do dialectic and you're a protestant i you have my sympathies but i would strongly suggest you watch that video because you might finally wake up then again if you can do dialectic you probably wouldn't be a protestant anyway if you can only do rhetoric you know well, you're one of the monkeys, so cheers to you. Probably nothing will change your mind. And if it sounds a little bit like I'm gloating a little bit, yeah, maybe I am. But it's just because the the hilarity of it. You know, when when you go right into the details, it only that's always the case, by the way. When you go into the details of anything that is, you know, a bit corrupt, a bit bent. It just gets worse, you know, the, the deeper you go, the worse it gets. It's um, truly fascinating. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know how anybody normal, you know, <clears throat> that isn't. You, you can't claim not to be indoctrinated if you look at the stuff and then say, no, I'm still going to be a Protestant. It just doesn't make any sense. You know, you, you it's like. It's like, I don't think anybody sane, starting from ground zero, would choose to become a Muslim. You know, you have to have it beaten into you for years when you're a kid. Then then you sort of think, oh, that's all there is. You know, it's, it's Pavlovian, but it's not thought out. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. that like, Vox Day knocked it out of the park again with uh, picking people that uh, know how to do their job really well. That was a really interesting conversation we had, actually. Um, you know, I'm not saying anything he hasn't already said in the stream with Owen, but he reiterated to me that he had absolutely nothing to do with the short for um, Rebels Revenge or whatever it's called, you know, the for the movie that's going to come out. And and I spoke to him and I said, yeah, no, but you, you kind of, you know, you wrote the script. He said, yeah, yeah, I wrote the script, but I, I didn't write that scene. I didn't, I had nothing to do with it, literally. The, on, the only thing that... Um, you know, I, I write the script and I'll have an input in the music stuff. And, and I was like, that's even more impressive because that means you got that result without being directly involved. And he goes, yeah, but my skill is not visual. I'm not visual at all. My skill is in finding people that are as dedicated and as good as I am at what I do in their field, which that's a hell of a skill to have, you know. And I'm slowly realizing that one of the divergent things that I have from Vox. Um, and I do think it's environmental. I do think it's down to environment. You know, I grew up in the third world. He grew up in very much a, a first world, very civilized sort of world. And the difference there is that my uh, concerns or immediate, what I call pressures, you know, life pressures, we're always much more immediate, much more day-to-day uh, -day rather than uh, existential or long-term, you know. 
it was like, uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to get jumped by three guys at school today. Like, how do I avoid that? You know, how do, do I punch the first guy hard? Do I run away? You know, it was all, always that sort of, you know, uh, third world level survival sort of thing. And as a result of that, my inclination when, when figuring somebody out tends to come at it from that approach. It's like, oh, what's the weakness? What's the spot? What's the break? Where can I, you know? Um, while Vox has a much more holistic approach and sort of tries to see the whole person in context and so on, which is an absolutely uh, pivotal skill to have. You know, I suggest you try and develop that as much as possible. And um, it's very, very interesting. That's why he came up with the whole psychosexual hierarchy of things. And like I mentioned before, my own version of the psychosexual hierarchy, which I, I had in place long before I knew anything about Vox, was very crude, you know, it was very brutal. It was sort of like alphas, betas and scouts, that's it. You know, there wasn't any of the separations because betas are, yeah, whatever, all those guys that I can take out if I need to. The alphas are the ones I'm going to careful about a little bit because, um, you know, they can get a whole crowd up against you as well. That's also another thing. And the scouts, well, they're just like me. Leave them alone. They leave you alone. Piss them off or go against them and, you know, they'll try and poison you in your sleep, stab you, burn you, whatever. They'll, they'll fucking find a way to get you. So even though alphas can be very dangerous, um, also socially they, they can be. You can kind of see them coming. Um, so really the only other threats from that perspective were other scouts. You know, uh, they can be explorers, they can be assassins, you know, it's kind of, it's that skill set. And that's pretty much where I left it. The rest sort of was somewhat irrelevant to me. Um, you know, then it was like things like, well, are you loyal? Are you my friend? Are, are you reliable? You know, do you, do you turn up on time and do the things you said you did or, or don't you? That, that was about it, you know didn't really concern myself too much with like why and what happened and why a person is in a certain way, which, you know, it's, uh, it's obviously a shortcoming. I should have uh, perhaps spent more time on that, but um, it, it certainly wouldn't hurt you to spend more time on that. So, um, yeah, that it just, uh, it's very interesting to me how you know, just a couple of days ago or whenever it was, I just did a video basically mentioning about Christianity and how it's important, the truth is important. And how I said, you know, there's no doubt Vox is a Christian, although he's a non-denominational Protestant origin type of Christian, but you know, there's no doubt he's a Christian. And just as, uh, as I said that, I didn't know this, this other thing was coming out. There you go. You know, so the so-called non-denominational Protestant in inverted commas has just facilitated a documentary about how basically Protestantism is kind of dumb um, because he's dedicated to the truth and he finds people that are dedicated to the truth. And it's, um, I just find it fascinating. I, I did mention, I don't know, the video that I said about uh, Christian warriors rising, you know, Vox Day own Benjamin, Bas Rutten, you know, there's, there's definitely a change happening. And I think all the bad theology is kind of starting to be exposed on a, on a global scale. And as I mentioned in the video, the last video I did, 
the future of Western civilization is in the hands of Catholics and Orthodox. There's not going to be non, you know, random non-denominational guys all getting together, working together, having the same mass in the same way. Ain't going to happen. And humans just don't act that way. So it's proper Catholics, which has got nothing to do with the Novos Orkins, or Orthodox. Um, it's going to be one of those two. Because you need that homogeneity. You need that continuity in order to be uh, a civilization. It's civilizing. The fact that you can have a Latin mass anywhere on the planet that's the same anywhere on the planet, regardless of the language that they're spoken in that country that you're in, it's a civilizing and uniting factor. Um, you, you don't have that with Protestants. You can't have that with Protestants. It's anathema to their very core ideas. Um, you do have that with the Orthodox. You do have that with the Catholics. And to a certain degree, which you know varies from person to person or whatever, but real Catholics and real Orthodox, their positions are so similar that regardless of whether it's acknowledged officially or not, there, there has always been a certain level of respect for each other's theologies um, and for each other's rites and, and sacraments. Um, certainly the Catholics recognize that the Orthodox do have valid sacraments. Um, I don't know whether the Orthodox re recognize that or not. I was under the impression they did, but perhaps not. I don't know. Um, it's just interesting. It's very interesting stuff. So I strongly suggest you watch that uh, Medieval History Part 2. It's um, very worthwhile. And, you know, if you're interested in the truth, why not watch it? You know, that lady is not wrong. She, she does tell you where she's coming from. She explains why. And you can check it up yourself. You know, you, you can look up everything she says. It's not like she's making it up out of whole cloth or even partial cloth. It's um, good stuff. And it's always also very interesting to know that the truth will out. Eventually, the truth will out. You know, the SJWs of 500 years ago being exposed finally. And I think it's happening more and more and more. The current SJWs, the current infiltrators, the current liars, the current deceivers, the current co totally corrupt perverts that took over what used to be the Catholic Church, they're being exposed daily. I mean, go to Canon 212, although, you know, Frank and I have exchanged some emails and um, he's not yet. It's very interesting because I sent him an email some months ago. Frank is the guy who runs Canon 212. Sent him an email some months back saying, you know, what's your view? I really like your website. It's very informative. It, it, it's basically an aggregation of all the scandals of the Catholic Church every day. Um, and he does a brilliant job of that. It, it's kind of like a drudge report for the Catholic scandals type of thing. And a few months back, he said, no, you know, Bergoglio's bad news, but I don't uh, disavow the other popes and so on. I left it left it like six months or something, maybe longer, I can't remember. Pinged him another email, we had a, a little bit more of a conversation and his position has considerably shifted. He's now like, I'm not willing to throw out all the popes from 1958 on, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yeah, just give it a bit of time, 
you'll come around. And uh, it's very funny and interesting because I've got this friend. Um, there's a lot of people that have the name Dave. So Dave, you know, uh, you, you're who I'm talking about. You, you know who you are. And Dave is Orthodox. He, he got baptized Orthodox. He wasn't, you know, he, he grew up with churchanity. And then he decided to look into it and realized it was churchanity. And then he got baptized into the Orthodox Church. He got married not too long ago, like I did. Um, he's got a baby due any day now. Uh, I've had a baby six weeks ago or so, seven weeks ago. Um, well, my wife had the baby. I yeah, kind of stood by and helped, you know, morally. Um, it's, uh, but so we kind of have similar sort of paths and we have similar sort of ideas about things. And it, it's really funny how, you know, we'll be discussing um, various aspects of theology and arguing, having little flame wars online with our other friends. And, um, and we both have the same thoughts about the same sort of people, you know, like convinced, hardcore Protestant that hates the Catholic Church and, and um, really doesn't like the Orthodox either. And without us talking about it, you know, Dave sent me a message saying, He's going to convert. That guy is really seeking for the truth. And uh, and I had the exact same thought. You know, I said, you know, I was just thinking the exact same thing. And I actually think, you know, he hates the Catholic Church with a passion, this, this mutual friend of ours. And I actually think he's going to become Catholic eventually. You know, it might take 20 years. And I, the reason I think he's going to become Catholic is because I recognize the, the distaste he has for the Catholic Church it's not unlike the distaste I had for the Catholic Church until I read up the real history of it, until I read up what happened, you know. And uh, plus, God has a really funny sense of humor and he likes nothing better than the joke of, hey, remember that thing you hated? Now I'm going to show you why it's really cool and you're going to like it. <laughs> and it's kind of, it really is hilarious. You know, it's the opposite of you know, I, I think it's Owen, Owen Benjamin that said that, um, you know, Satan has a vile sense, of, he's got a sense of humor. It's a disgusting sense of humor to do with humiliation and, and corruption and so on. And God has the inverse of that, you know, the opposite of that. He's got a sense of humor that is humbling, but uplifting. You know, it is humbling, but it's uplifting. You know, Satan, of course, has a sense of humor that is crushing and humiliating because he hates us, but um, it's, uh, it's fascinating stuff. You know, the, there's so many little threads and it's sometimes very difficult to put them into words. As I think I've mentioned before, I writing used to be hell for me because I just know stuff inside myself. I don't have to use words to, 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 to understand a concept or a feeling or a theory, you know, within myself. And I know it's right, but then to try and explain to somebody else, I have to put it into words, which means I have to slow down and have to think about it. And, you know, sometimes it's useful, but from a personal point of view, I don't need it. Um, I need it because I live in the world and there's other human beings around me. But, um, you know, and I occasionally like to keep one or two next to me that are kind of nice. And I kind of like, you know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I, anyway, I really recommend go to unauthorized.tv and look up the, um, the second episode of the, well, look, look up the first one too, you know, I mean, look at the whole series, it's, it's great. 
the second episode of the medieval history that's just out. It's it's fascinating. It's very interesting. Very good. Okay, that's it. And cheers. And have a good night.